Murray Olds is with us from Australia and one of your so-called ISIS brides has uh, been charged and appeared in court for entering ISIS-controlled parts of Syria. Yes, and knowingly doing so. Good morning, Tim. This is a woman, one of four uh, Australian mothers and the 13 children who were brought home back in October last year from this uh, dreadful refugee camp in Syria. Dreadful conditions at the detention camp there. Now, she was arrested and charged uh, with entering a region that was controlled by Islamic State, knowingly doing so. She's 31 years old. It's alleged she went to Syria to join her husband back in 2018, knowing he was fighting with ISIS. And more than that, police here are saying that she knew full well that uh, her husband, uh, who had left Australia in 2013 and joined Islamic State, became one of the biggest recruiters, certainly the biggest uh, IS recruiter of Australians. It's thought he enticed at least a dozen other Aussies to leave this country and travel to the Middle East to fight with IS. Now, it's believed he died in 2018, she is now home with her children and federal police and New South Wales police revealed that new information has come to light since her return home, which is what has led to these charges. Now, it's expected she's back in court this morning in country New South Wales and the maximum penalty on conviction for these offences is 10 years in jail. Now, the Gold Coast chopper crash, a first report within six weeks. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's look, they are fast tracking this. Um, for obvious reasons, it was a dreadful, dreadful thing. And what investigators now have got is this enormous amount of information, video information. They're scouring through this footage of the helicopter crash up on the Gold Coast. They're trying to work out what happened. I mean, four people died and just about everybody else on the two aircraft was injured uh, when they collided. Now, not surprisingly, there's lots and lots of footage. Many people were up there on holidays. Many people on board the aircraft that, that survived were also shooting video on their phones as this crash occurred. And uh, basically, um, you know, we've not seen this, but um, investigators have released the fact that uh, one of the people on board the helicopter that was coming in, the helicopter, the apparently the pilot, was unbelievable. That the, the, the fact he was able to control his machine and get it down in one piece is, you know, to those in the know, Tim, to those who know how to fly these things, is nothing short of a miracle. This guy saved everyone on board. And uh, one of the people on board is seen tapping his shoulder saying, you know, basically, have you seen this guy? Have you seen this guy? And the other guy's coming up. They're coming in. So, as you say, six weeks, the initial report, the final report by the third quarter of this year. Now, your uh, testing regime for arrivals from China, how's that going down? Well, it came into effect yesterday and we're following, you know, the lead of many other countries around the world. And according to incoming passengers, no big deal. Chinese and Australian nationals coming back. Uh, according to these people, well, you know, it's just part of life. We had a test in Beijing, nothing to see here, and um, they are fine. Now, China's criticised this policy, doing warnings, you know, unspecified punishments and blah, blah, blah. But as has been pointed out, Tim... Australians and Kiwis and everyone else travelling to China, you have to arrive with a valid COVID um, negative test as well. So what's the big deal? Why is it OK to test people arriving in Beijing and yet people leaving Beijing? Oh, we shouldn't, you know, it's discriminatory. Well, it's nonsense, uh, according to most Australians over here anyway. Um, you know, uh, the opposition here 
is saying, oh, you know, the policy's all over the place because the government, of course, initially said, oh, no testing, and then said, hang on a second, 24 hours later, the political masters over here turned on the chief medical officer and said, by the way, we don't like your uh, advice and we're going to bring in this testing regime. We'll see how it goes in days to come, but it's, staying, it's absolutely staying put for now anyway. Well, the interesting thing I noticed on, I think it was Reuters, is reporting that the Chinese are buying your coal again. So that's hardly, they are. And hardly a punishment, is it? Well, the, you know, I think it's more of a case of necessity from China. I mean, they slapped the $20 billion worth of, um, uh, of bans on Australian exports that was imposed in 2020 when Scott Morrison came out and said, oh, there should be an international inquiry. That wasn't that helpful, Scott. Thanks for that. Uh, but of that $20 billion, Tim, about 14 maybe $15 billion is coal. They need coal. They need coal to make steel. And they're buying untold amounts of Australian iron ore. So coal will feed the furnaces of the uh, Chinese economy, and they need that pretty badly. And I uh, dare I suggest the, uh, the Chinese middle class quite enjoys Australian lobsters and Australian wine. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to The Parenting Hangover. It's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl, and I'm like, oh, boy, girl, snip. You've got a boy, you've got a girl, get the snip. You're done. You get to figure out what it's like raising a girl, you get to figure out what it's like raising a boy. Save yourself a shit ton of stress and money. You've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.